Hey everyone, welcome to the Torque Message of the Week. We know you will be uplifted and equipped to go deeper in your relationship with Jesus through what is spoken. Please enjoy this message from our Torque Senior Leadership. For more information about this podcast and other resources, visit torque.org. Now for the message. Oh, Zeke. Off to Kids Town. Because Pastor Tony is not feeling the best, just reach your hands forward. Let's just agree for the healing power of Jesus just to overtake on his body. We just bind fatigue, exhaustion. We bind any kind of influenza or any kind of thing that's trying to come against his body to rob him of strength in Jesus' name. And we thank you, Lord, for the healing power. Like Stephanie, Lord, pronounced, Lord, by his stripes, Pastor Tony is healed. We speak that as a reality over his cells, over his organs, his tissues, his muscles, every bodily system. We say right now, come back and be restored to your original created function. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, church, for agreeing with us. And uh, because we're going to help him tonight with the message, we're going to have portals. Praise God. Isn't it great when we have portals on Sunday? I love it because the bombs just drop and you hear it in the room. So um, praise God. This is the second last, no, the third last Sunday, I believe, in December before 2022. Can you believe we're already at 2022? I can believe it. It's been a year and a half. It's been a year. But praise God, we made it through 2020, and now we've made it through 2021. Amen? Come on, praise God. Who thought they wouldn't make it through 2020? Then who thought they wouldn't make it through 2021? For different reasons. So God is faithful, and He is always on the move, and we don't put Him in a box. If you are here for the first time, can you please lift your hands so we can acknowledge you and welcome you? First time, awesome, awesome. Let's make our friends feel welcome. Thank you for worshipping with us. We have a very different kind of service compared to most churches, but we make no apologies for it. That's why you came to talk, because you wanted the talk experience. And we love spending time in the presence of God, and we don't rush out of His presence. So thank you for worshipping with us. The worship tonight... Who feels uplifted and exhorted by the worship? Oh, my Lord. Pastor Robin bringing in that final word from the Spirit, just bringing the power back to the name of Jesus. So good. So good. Well, um, there's not much going on at the moment because uh, our season is wrapping up and uh, we choose to celebrate the end of the year kind of different at our church. For those that know why, but for our new believers and our new visitors that might be watching online or here in person. Um, be, based on our conviction, we don't align with the celebration of Christmas because we know its origins and its roots. And from what the Holy Spirit has revealed to us in coinciding and working with the ministry of the Satanic Ritual Abuse Conference, and we've learned a lot about people that have been called out of covens and dark places and what Christmas really means to them we've asked the Lord to kind of do it differently with our church because we're so on the front lines of helping those escape from those places that it would be hypocritical of us to try and put it aside for one day because of commercialism 
and, you know, make it something that we know it's not. But that being said, we do celebrate that the Lord Jesus Christ came to earth, that he fulfilled the prophecies that were spoken about him and his promise to the people that he would be their saviour, their messiah, and that he would be everlasting God, wonderful counsellor. And because of that, we kind of put a different spin on it. We call it our fulfilment service. And so our fulfilment service is celebrating the fulfilment of all things, which is Jesus coming to earth to fulfill all things. That song we sang tonight, There's Gonna Be Glory, that's the kind of perspective that the early church, and I mean early, early church, I mean Old Testament church, would have had singing about the cross. They looked to the cross for that glory. We look from the cross onwards. So if you are in the city at this time and you want to be a part of what God's doing, we're going to just have a very, very, usually we like to do a big moment and we like to try and bring our artistic creativity and community together. But just because of everything that's been taking place, uh, we're limited. So we're going to have a beautiful service, just combined service. And we're going to have songs that are Christmas-esque, but they don't sing, we don't sing about Santa Claus. We don't sing about Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer because they didn't die on the cross for us. We sing about the Saviour who was born in a manger and became the king who reigns on the throne. And so our songs will be catered on that service around that. Please come along. We want you to feel welcome. Pastor Tony is going to preach an amazing sermon about the real meaning, the real account, like things that you didn't know, that there were actually more than three wise men. That's just a myth. There were probably more like 30 wise men. And they had like a caravan of like 300 people. So things like that to bring the real power and the real account to life and show us the significance of power that that story has in our lives. I'm sure we've all gone through growing up and we've seen Jesus and Mary in a manger. And at this time, everyone likes to remember Jesus as a baby, but we don't remember him as a baby. Amen? Amen. He's not a baby anymore. I said last week, turn to your neighbor and say, he grown. He grown. He a grown man. Okay? He a grown savior. Okay? So he grown. So we don't want to put him back where he ain't. So December 26th is when we're going to have our fulfillment service. And it's going to be a night that's really special for our church, our community. And we just believe in doing it differently and doing it unto the Lord. So please come along. If you're online, you can watch it with us. Come online and uh, we will do our best to make it that you feel like you're in the room. Last but not least... There is a couple of things that are taking place during the week. Unfortunately, Kingdom Emotions has closed, meaning there's no more enrollment, open classes. But if you go, they're going to bring up the ad for Talk TV. If you go to talktv.org, very soon we'll be posting two lessons from Kingdom Emotions. And you can get what we call a taste and see. Kingdom Emotions is a course that I'm teaching. Like I said, I'm in the middle of getting my doctorate in Christian counseling and psychology. And so this is a really, really brand new course to our church, but who's been impacted by it so far? Only five lessons in. We're learning about emotions from a godly perspective. We're learning about feeling what God wants us to feel. The church has told us for so long, put down your feelings because it's flesh or it's the devil. And so we're learning that the Holy Spirit, in order to move in our life miraculously, He actually has to feel. 
through us. And so I'm excited because it's blowing people's mindsets about their God and it's showing them how big God is. Would you agree? So Talk TV is going to have a couple of lessons posted very, very soon. Talk TV is our Netflix-like subscription service where we have seminars from our soap school. We have original shows like the investigative show Open Eyes. Oh, my Lord, Open Eyes. Open your eyes. Everybody do it. Close your eyes and now open them. There you are. Your eyes are open. Open Eyes is an investigative show led by Dr. Robin and our research team, Dark to Light. And every week they research things that the mainstream media is not telling us. Things that are uncomfortable, but things that we need to know to pray into as the church. All right. And what I love about Open Eyes is there's no bias. Everything is researched and what the Holy Spirit shows is the key, is the key. And you can watch this and see headlines that are quite doomy and gloomy, but at the end, you always leave open eyes with hope. You don't leave the six o'clock news with hope sometimes, but you leave open eyes with hope because Dr. Robin is succinctly always making sure that we remind ourselves the power of the blood and the power of Jesus above the headline. So I praise the Lord for that show. We have Theology Talks, Pastor Tony's show where he exposes bad theology and teaches us really good theology because our prophecy and our lifestyle is only as good as our theology. So there are a plethora of resources available. I'm excited because in April of 2021, we did an amazing production called Fury of His Love. Who was there? Who was in it? Oh, my Lord. Fury of His Love was a story about someone who has been brought out of satanic ritual abuse and the cross and the power of the cross to reach even the most darkest of communities like Satanist communities and show them that God's fury is to fight injustice against the innocent, which are our children. The children are our innocent. And so Jonathan and myself, but Jonathan mainly, has put together an amazing trailer because guess what? Fury of His Love is finally coming to talk TV. So you can re-watch it. You can play it over and over. So just, he's going to play it on the screens quickly. And uh, don't be alarmed, okay, if you see some things because this is like a PG-13 kind of trailer. But the content is quite graphic because the storyline and the story is quite real. And we don't pretend that it's not real. And we've seen multiple people that we're helping come out of these kinds of lifestyles and learn that the cross is the fury of God's love to win and triumph over the devil. If you believe it, say amen. 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 Do we have that trailer ready, team? He coming. Thanks, Shania. And Shania, are you going to come up for portals? Oh, yeah, she is. Let us know when you're ready. Oh, here we go. Let's make sure the music is nice and loud.
God, who are you? When does the fury of your love take place? God, who are you? When does the fury of your love take place? God, who are you? When does the fury of your love take place? <laughs> Pretty sick, right? Pretty sick. So, <laughs> if your friends haven't seen it, you can send them the talk link on Talk TV, all right? They'll be able to rent it. It's only going to be like $4.99 to rent, all right? And they get to rent it for like, you know, a day, just like an Amazon Prime kind of thing. And they get to sit down and see, we have like so many people from within our own congregation that are called to the arts industries, like myself. I was the director of the whole thing, Jonathan, Pastor Robin, myself and Ginny wrote it. Ginny starred in it as the main principal lead. Brandon, Alex, who was playing tonight. It's our way to give our church a creative voice and guess what? When Broadway was shut down, we weren't. We weren't shut down. We had a theatrical production running and Broadway was shut down. And our production was giving glory to the name of Jesus. So I think that that is important. And my beautiful daughter, Karen, who was singing with me, played young Ginny and brought in the next generation. So we're setting a platform, not just for us, but for the next generation. And we're taking their gifts and we're saying it's okay to be an artist and be in church. It's okay to be creative and you can express God through your creativity and you don't have to worry about the smut. You don't have to worry about the stuff that the world says is normal. You can do it excellent unto the Lord. And that is an excellent trailer. Oh my Lord. Praise God. All right, Pastor Robin and Pastor Tony, Shania. No, Pastor Tony's not. Pastor Robin. Coming up, do you want to sh share with the people what you think about that? That's the first time you've seen it, right? We didn't get it approved, but I think you like it. Yeah, okay. As long as I didn't know if you like all the knives and stuff, but praise God. Just share what you what you feel about it. Well, fury of his love, oh, amazing message, absolutely amazing message, and uh, the children were involved, and the songs were original. There's not one that we uh, didn't actually write. We wrote all the songs. Um, the music, uh, the kids' performances, the adults' performances were amazing. It was a true story. Myself, Pastor Nathan and Ginny, we wrote that. Sat down around my kitchen table and banged heads together to get what we got because we know 
most of the story um, involved in uh, having, you know, SRE conferences and such like that and inviting speakers. So we know all that, you see. So it was time to put it into a production. And we did. And it's great. That means it's going to be available now for the body of Christ. Yes. That's going to be amazing, guys. Yeah. That's it. Let's I'm... give the Lord a clap. Come on, that's amazing. Shania, come on up. We don't need the portals machines. No. We have our mics. Yeah, I do. So. Can... Pastor's not up to it tonight, so he asked, could we stand in for him? Amen. He took a service this morning. What a word it was. Yeah, it was a good word. Very good word. Yes, and my beautiful wife is going to come and sit next sit to me. She's going to sit over here. Wow. No, she gets to sit next to me. Are you going to do your... She always wants me to sit next to you. So, no, we don't have it. Okay. She always wants me to sit next to you so I can look at you and give you the, the conviction stare. Yeah, that's right. The conviction stare. Yeah, I'll sit on the end so I can look this way at you like we always do. And and tonight, um, (laughs) there's a little bit different sort of portal because we haven't got we haven't got our you know uh, um, gems thing or anything like like that. So if you grab a mic, a couch, and you have a mic, couch sermon. Okay, look. Pastor gave a great message this morning, but I wanted to talk about peace because it's a a real thing that is trying to be robbed from us today uh, through every form of lie that's out there. What's the purpose of it all is to take our peace. And so we've learned some things with Pastor Nathan about peace and uh, I'm going to get him to share some things. And if you guys feel to come in on it, I would like you very much to come in. Uh, I wanted to mention that one of the big things that blesses my son in his sickness, Brooke, is your testimonies. When you guys, he listens all the time to the testimonies. He's really blessed by that. So keep on. Keep on giving your testimonies because they're really going out there. Okay? So I want to let you know that. Because he was really blessed. I said to him tonight, so he said, I really watched the testimonies again tonight, Mum. And I said, so you watch him all the time? He watches church, but he said, yes, I really like the testimonies. Maybe he wants God reaching out, reaching out himself. And this builds his testimony up. Amen. Yes. So keep, whoever's in charge, please keep doing it because people are being touched by it and affected by it. Okay. Amen. Whose bag is that? Is that my bag? Oh, just push it. So yeah, um, put on the spot, but not really, because the Lord's had this brewing in my heart for a a bit. Um, I've been teaching about peace, and uh, peace being the bouncer. Yeah. And um, 
I want to come from a different scripture tonight. I want to bring some revelation to something that you've read thousands of times, but in true portal fashion, we're going to unpack it. And we're going to dive into a kingdom revelation that I believe will bless you and give you the kingdom perspective. Um, and it's the story of Lazarus. And uh, I want to talk about, and I haven't talked to you about this um, a little bit, but we haven't talked about the message. But I want to talk about having, ha- having peace when God is delaying. How do you have peace when you know that God is deliberately delaying? So you want to talk about that? Okay. Who needs that? Be honest. Who needs that? Because there wouldn't be anyone in here that doesn't need that. (laughs) And why is that? Because that's the work of the enemy to stop you having that peace when there's delay. So. Yeah. So, um. I think that this has a gate on it. Team, if you want to turn the gate off, that's why it's cutting off sometimes. Thanks, Shahana. I think sometimes we can look at the delay of God and it's easier to process. It's easier to process when you know God is delaying when there's a purpose. But when you don't know the purpose behind the delay, that's when it's very, very quick for that kind of questioning and that kind of peace to be removed as the bouncer at the heart store. And so I was reading this through and um, there's a couple of other people that I've studied with and they believe this is a different kind of revelation that hasn't been really shared on the power of the story of Lazarus. Now, I've taught on the power of the four days. Who was here when I told you about the power of the four days? Yeah, four days. So let's recap. Like, we know that Jesus delayed four days because... He was also not just breaking down the disciples' mindsets, but he was breaking down the community around him of Jews that had a certain thinking towards the way it was done. So in culture, just so recap, in culture, the Jews believed that when a soul, like when a man died, they believed that the soul of the man lived in the man's body for three days. But on the fourth day, they believed that Lilith, who is a Jewish kind of matriarch in the kind of mythology of Judaism, they believed that Lilith comes and steals away the soul of the man on the fourth day. And it was a saying that if Lilith took your soul, only God himself in the flesh could bring it back and bring you back to life. So this was really a kind of power behind the mindset of why Jesus waited four days. Because in that he was saying to the Jews, I am God in the flesh. So he was doing the impossible. Yeah. He was saying, I know that, and it it was a really demonic belief because it's not a belief that's based in Mosaic law. It's a belief that was based on Talmudic tradition. That's right. Which is traditions of rabbis and scholars and kind of scribes that had created their own. We talked about subculture last, last week. Subculture within the religion. 
and they had passed it on as stories. So it's like, you know, you, they, were, they were Christian, but they had their own kind of superstitions. And it's like Christians today. There are people that say, you know, I believe in Jesus, but yet they do horoscopes. There are people that say, you know, like, you know, Jesus Christ is my saviour, but yet they go to fortune tellers. So obviously their faith in God was not enough. So the culture of that day was to believe that. Now, it's powerful because Jesus basically says, hang on, even though I know you believe this, Lilith has taken Lazarus's soul away. So it's, it's impossible now for him to come back to life unless God in the flesh shows up in person. So he was basically saying, I'm God in the flesh. And when I call him out, he's going to come out alive. That's right. And, that, and it's, the scripture says from that day on, they plotted to kill him because they knew there was no other sign or wonder that was going to top that, right? They turned water into wine. Yeah, he fed 5,000. But the Pharisees said, right, he's just done it. So that, Pastor, yep. implies immediately something that needs to be dispelled, mm. got rid of, that they were just scared that he was a holy man no, they were scared that he was the Messiah. Let, let me say that he was truly the Messiah. So this was a deliberate act. Never just that the, the um, priests, that they were just ignorant of the fact of his, um, you know, sonship to God. They actually knew through that sign that this was Jesus. So no more could anyone think, well, you know, they didn't know. You know, they thought he was a holy man. They knew who he was. They knew who he was because the traditions of the Jews at that time showed it. It was just like when those 153 fish were taken from the sea Anyone remember that story when Pakash Jeanette on the other side? They weren't getting any fish on one side, so they needed to cast it on the other. Again, just like doing the impossible. Doing the impossible always brings a knowledge of who Jesus Christ is. Always. Yeah. It's like a platform to the impossible. You mm. see, mm. if you want to know the impossible, then find out who Jesus is. All right? Understand what I've just said, guys? Take it down, write it down. Because when they put their net on the other side, while pastor's getting what he needs to say, putting it on the other side, immediately the boat was overflown with fish. And when they went to the shore and counted 153 fish, what does that mean? Well, to a Jew, it means to the glory of God. Here's another sign. Here's another witness to the, you know, supernatural. Yeah. Uh, amen, Pastor. Yeah. And so you see here, it always leads to the miracle. 
always, when you recognise who he is, then it will always lead to the miracle you need. Mm. Amen. Go ahead, Pastor. So um, I'm trying to find it, the, uh, the exact account because I want to get the right translation. Um, Are you ready to speak? Okay. So get a hold of this, please, because we all need a miracle in our lives Amen. at the moment. And the only one that can produce that miracle is Jesus. Who works the miracle? The Holy Spirit. God, the Holy Spirit. But in what name is it done? So I want you to think about what Pastor taught us the other week about peace being the doorman or the bouncer. Have you been bouncing, getting the Holy Spirit which is peace, have you been getting him to bounce out things that are trying to take your peace at the moment? Mm -hmm. Have a think about that. Have a think about that because that's the mandate of the enemy, to try and rob you of your peace. You have a work of the Holy Spirit that is likened unto a bouncer, Someone who will stand at the door of your spirit and stop the enemy of fear coming in. Have you let that Holy Spirit bounce him out? Is peace doing its work for you? You need to ask yourself that. Because that flag, Faith versus fear. And look, there he is carrying the cross. Carrying it, not on it. So first and foremost, I'd like you to just spend a minute or two just asking the Lord to put that bouncer at the door of your spirit. Now, this is just work with me because this is important because whether it be finances or jobs or mandates or vaccinations or anything else, you think he can't handle that? You think that's too big for him? Come on, pastor's going to talk about four days Lazarus was dead. Not three days, because three days was recognised. It had to be more than what was recognised. Is the Holy Spirit, which is the peace, is he able to bounce away things that are trying to take away your peace. If that's the case, then just put your hand on your head and release him to stand at your door of your spirit. And there's something on your heart right now, 
right at this very moment. Just see it right now. Something, a job, money, an appointment, whatever. Whatever. And just see that picture of the Holy Spirit right now standing there as the bouncer. I'm telling you, telling that thing to move. Not welcome in this house. What house am I talking about? Yes, that's right, nation. It is the temple of the Holy Spirit. Not welcome in this house. Now, this should be something you do every day. It's not like, you know, um, like manna. (laughs) You have to do it every day. If you don't do it every day, it'll get worms in it. Do you understand what I'm saying to you? You know, as Christians, we do it one time and we think that's enough. That's enough. But that's not true. You have to do it every day because every day the enemy comes until you learn to get rid of him He will keep coming. So what you need to do every day, like every other thing that you do, from brushing your teeth to having food to doing all those things, you need to be spiritual. See, these are spiritual exercise. And by reason of use, you become better at it. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Okay, Pastor. Yeah, so um, the account is in John. Let's go there. Um, Let's go to, I believe it's John 12. We're going to read the story. And I like John's version because um, John John 11, actually. Yeah, we'll go through. We're going to read through, right? But first, before, let's backtrack. Let's backtrack. Let's go to Luke 10. Verses, I believe, we'll start maybe from verse. It's important that we read this because we need to get the context of what's going on here. Okay. Luke 10, say, I've got it when you've got it because I want you to read it. Okay. Okay. So, I can't take credit for this revelation because God bless my children. They watch Superbook. And Superbook really picked up on something here that I've heard a lot of teachers. And funny enough, in my course, for those that are doing Kingdom Emotions, when we learn about the power of, of um, the Holy Spirit to heal physical sickness, this is a really, really important lesson that we're going to discuss. So I'm giving you kind of a, a tidbit teaser. So let's read from verse 38. And I'm reading in the New King James. And it says, Now it happened as they went that he entered a certain village and a certain woman named Martha welcomed him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary who also sat at Jesus' feet 
and heard his word. But Martha was distracted with much serving. Sounds like us. And she approached him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Therefore, tell her to help me. And Jesus answered her and said to her, catch this, Martha, Martha, you are worried and troubled about many, many things. But one thing is needed, and Mary has chosen that good part, which will not be taken away from her. Now, in other translations, there is another quote here that's miss, that's kept out. And it's the same quote that Jesus says to Martha when he reminds her before he raises her, bre- her brother from the dead. And he says to her, but if you, I'm going to paraphrase because I won't get the quote exactly right, but it's been taken out. But he basically says the same words, if you believe, you will see the glory of God. Right? Now that's not there. It's been taken out in mistranslation. But I was watching Superbook with Ezekiel because he doesn't go to sleep very easy unless we put on Superbook. And we were watching the Lazarus one and I was really, really taken back that Superbook, if I could play the clip for you, I would, brings this out. They had the picture of Mary and Martha and Mary's down at the feet of Jesus and she's sitting there and Martha's like, oh, I'm doing all the dishes, I'm doing all the work. And then Jesus kind of... We've talked about this on portals, how Mary should have been more like Martha. Martha should have been more like Mary. Mary should have not been like so, oh, I'm just going to sit at Jesus' feet and let her do everything. No, because it's about everyone getting to sit at Jesus' feet. And if Mary had been more conscious of that, but yet the Lord rewards her and says she's chosen the greater thing and that won't be taken away from her. But we've also talked about how Martha was so concentrating on what Mary was doing that she actually missed out. She never thought for once, oh, I should put the dishes down and go sit at his feet because this is more important. And this is a really, really big precursor to peace. Peace is not interested in your works. Peace says put the dishes down and go sit at his feet because you don't get to learn who he is doing the dishes. You get to learn who he is by sitting at his feet. Now let's put that into your life. You don't get to learn who he is by doing it for him. Lord, let me make this right for you. Let me make you feel comfortable. Lord, let me put out the dates. Let me put out the olives. Let me make everything perfect so you feel at home. Your heart is is his home. That's all he needs to feel at home. So this is important because Martha's taking on a perspective here of these self-works, right? And Superbook is really quick to point out that Jesus looks at her and says, your heart is troubled about many, many things. Now, what is he saying there? Now, I'm going to introduce a kind of revelation. Go with me. Some theologians believe that Lazarus was actually starting to be sick already and that Martha was concerned about that and that she was troubled because she had seen signs. Because if you read the account of Lazarus, this disease pops up out of nowhere, how we read it. But I personally, about what I'm studying and how the body works, the body just doesn't do that. The body gives you signs. 
It all, Amanda's in the room, she studied this. It will always give you signs. The problem is you don't know how to read the signs. So if you have heart disease, your body is giving you signs. High blood pressure, hypertension, low blood pressure, right? High cholesterol. Those are signs. That's why the doctor says, oh, we need to bring down your cholesterol because this could lead to so-and-so. Why this is important to me is because the Holy Spirit, through Jesus, picks up on it. Pastor, God gives you signs too, and we don't recognise those signs either. That's true. And, uh, you know, we need to be more sensitive because God created the body to give signs then he's created something that he already does. But what I want to bring out here is the many things. She wasn't just worried about the dishes. Jesus was sitting in her presence. Please catch what I'm about to say. And he was saying to her, I know your heart is troubled about deeper things, Martha. But... If you come and sit down with me, you'll see I'm sitting right next to the person that you're troubled about. Did you catch what I just said? You'll see I'm sitting right next to him. By sitting at my feet, I might be able to speak into it. Go with me, right? So I want you to hypothetically, let's say hypothetically, something is starting to present in Lazarus's body in the presence of God Almighty. And he delays, he doesn't heal it. He doesn't address it. Go there with me, he doesn't address it. He knows it's going on. He knows his sister is concerned about it. Because maybe, let's go there, maybe she's seen Lazarus coughing in the last three days. Maybe, maybe she's seen him. (laughs) She just said COVID, I can't. Maybe she's seen him walking down the road and touch his heart because he's short of breath. Come on, you've got to, you've got to bring the scripture alive. Okay? So she's concerned about this. But what I'm trying to bring out is Jesus doesn't even address it. He says, Your heart is troubled about many things, but Mary has chosen the greater portion. This is peace. Peace says the greater portion is to sit at who he is, at the feet of who he is. I'm going to drop something Go in here. Go for it. I'll, I'll, I'll bring I some other stuff out. of God that says that even though Martha, you're talking about Martha, Martha was, Mary was also a sister. Mm-hmm. So would you think that possibly she knew the same thing? And yet she chose the better thing, even though she knew of this sickness. Because it would be wrong if only Martha knew. Because they were both sisters. And later on, he doesn't respond to Martha's desperation. Martha says to him, Lord, if you had been here, my brother never would have died in the first place. And he gives her a sermon. He says, Martha, this is unto the glory of God. Your brother will rise from the dead again. 
If this is your first time accepting Jesus, we would love for you to get in touch with us so we can walk alongside you in taking your next steps in faith. There is so much that God wants to do in your life to show his goodness and love, and our team is ready and willing to connect you and partner with you on your journey. Visit torque.org contact to speak to someone today. It is our joy to partner with you and see Jesus become real, relevant, and relational in every part of your life. Thanks for listening to the talk message of the week. We hope you were encouraged by this and stirred to make this more than just words, but a reality. If you have been impacted by what was shared, why not go ahead and share it with someone who you know needs to hear it? You can get the latest episodes of this podcast by subscribing via Spotify, Apple, or your talk app. Need to rewatch this message again? Be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel or check out talktv.org for more amazing content. We thank you for your generous support and prayers. And if you would like to contribute to our ministry, please visit talk.org forward slash give. From all of our leaders and team, we love you, are praying for you, and believing for your every step to be aligned with Him and His Spirit this week. Until we see you next time, God bless.